Mike's Daily Podcast. Mike's Daily Podcast. Episode 1259. My name is Mike Matthews, broadcasting from Cafe Anyway, located somewhere in Podcastro Valley, Mont. Today, we're going to hear from John Deere, the engineer, Shelly Shuhart, Floyd the Floorman, and the news segment called Wow Shuts Wow, because when I tell my mom something surprising, she calls me shuts, so she goes, wow, shuts, wow. Mike's Daily Podcast. So let's do that today as my little phone chirps. What a piece of crap. Mike's Daily Podcast. I mean, I should say I kind of like my phone, you see, because I've got Instagram on it. And to me, that means I have friends in this world because... I get lots of likes for the pictures from pretty girls that don't know who I am. And they go, I like your podcast. Mike's Daily Podcast. I like your podcast picture, Mike. Even though they don't know who the heck I am, they just want me to look at their Instagram. Mike's Page. Daily. But. Podcast. In the world of Facebook. Yeah. I Anything I post, I get nobody. Nobody likes anything I post I don't have the I'm not the, I'm not algorithm savvy and and uh, people are algorithm savvy but they have no reason they don't know why they are they just are S- some reason everything they post pops up in my feed so then I have to switch from top stories to most recent so that I get those people out The most popular, the beauty queens, the cheerleaders of the high school. Remember in high school how the cheerleaders were so popular? Actually, at my high school, they weren't. They were kind of low-key. There was really nobody who was the most popular. There was this guy named Mike Velthon, and he was popular because he was the nicest guy ever. I'm friends with him on Facebook still. The nicest guy like 20 years after high school, he calls me up. I'm on a radio station doing nights on Hey, the country station in Ventura. And he calls me up. So, like, hey, Mike, how's it going? Just calls me up to talk. Nicest guy ever. Cannot say enough nice things about Mike Velthon. But look who just walked in. Hello, Mike Matthews. It's Charlie Shuhart. to guess Charlie right there with him. Well... I would just read something about Rob Schneider. I don't know why I just clicked on that. Clickbait! Rob Schneider, you know, is the father of L. King that sings X's and O's. Mike Matthews, I didn't know that. It's true. But my point was, Shelly, was the picture that I posted yesterday, yesterday's podcast picture of me roller skating backwards, got the most likes I have ever gotten in my life. 12. 16. No, 17. And most of them, Shelly, were from women that I have crushes on. Oh, wait, my cousin's in there. That's kind of creepy. Uh, no. The girl that does the Mike's Daily Podcast at the beginning of the podcast. That's my cousin. She, she liked it, too. Thanks, Anne. Katrine. Look who else just walked in. Oh, Mike, this is Floyd the Floorman. And this is John Deere, the engineer, Mike, so... uh, (coughs) Quick! 
Somebody get John Deere the engineer or something, like a smoothie. Here you go, John Deere. Mm. Mm. What did you put in this, Mike? <laughs> Don't worry, I didn't put arsenic. I just put, um, let's see what I had. Blueberries, banana. So I never throw out bananas. When they get brown, I just throw them in the fridge or freeze them. So I have that, that, and mango. And also pears. I had some pears sitting out that I got from Costco a week ago. And some of them got really mushy. So I said, I'll just throw them in the blender. Why not? The only thing is there's some <coughs> ground up seeds in there, which technically are not bad for you. They pass through your system and actually help pull some of the bad fats out of your body as they do so. Don't eat a bunch of seeds though. You don't really, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm not a doctor. Consult a nutritionist about all this. Although I like to say nutritionalist. But you know, yes, a lot of uh, very beautiful women that I know commented or they liked the, the picture of me roller skating backwards and Kai Alfred Hillig, who I've interviewed a couple of times. I listened to his latest album every morning when I wake up. It helps wake me up. My iPhone, my iPod starts to play and it wakes me up and I hear Kai Alfred Hillig. He said he didn't know he was, uh, that I roller skated and that he loves to roller skate with his wife. And I'm like, damn, why do you live up in Seattle? We should be roller skating together. We need to have a big roller skating party. So I'm not just a roller skater. I probably didn't go into this last show. I have roller skated all over the freaking place. Venice Beach did that. Redondo Beach did that. Basically did all of Southern California. Used to roller skate my dog. My dog uh, back then, Ollie Mop. I don't have a barking sound effect for Ollie Mop, sadly. That was before that technology existed and I had that it was I wasn't recording things. But Ollie Mop, a sweet, sweet dog. Uh, she would pull me along and I would be like And here's today's podcast picture. You know how a water skeeter skiers being pulled on by a boat? A very fast boat? Well, this old English sheepdog would pull me along. Because she would see something like a cat and I'd be, oh God. And I, you know, I couldn't stop her. So I did learn though, eventually to slow down, to skate over to a lawn. You know, as I'm skating through a suburban neighborhood, I would just pull off to someone's lawn and then like kind of walk really fast to keep going. So I wouldn't stop and go thump and fall down. And so I learned how to walk skate. I learned all kinds of things on the skates. So now we're talking skates and not the inline skates. We're talking the old school roller skates from the disco era. Yeah, groovy. That's what I was roller skating. So people apparently like seeing me skating and that's enough of that. The podcast picture is not of me skating though. It's of Basil the Boxer who I do have a sound effect for. And Basil and I, we don't roller skate together. We do walk everywhere around the Bay Area. And this is a place I like to I like to go to called Harbor Bay Isle. It's also known as Bay Farm Island. And that is right next to Alameda, right next to Oakland Airport on the Bay. 
but they've got this huge housing area that is connected by lagoons. None of the lagoons go out to the open ocean, however, but they're they're all these lagoons and and birds and waterfowl. And there's a dock and Basil and I took a picture. See that now at mikesdailypodcast.com and other past podcast pictures. You can help out the show through the Amazon. Buy whatever it is you're going to buy on Amazon through mikesdailypodcast.com. You'll see the icon. They're slowly taking over the world. Mark Zuckerberg is like, oh, I wanted to do that. But no, it's the Jeff Bezos taking over the world. And then the... The, what else is there? PayPal. You can also help out the show through the PayPal. You'll get a special greeting from all the Cafe Anyway characters. And the past podcast pictures, past interviews, all there at mikesdailypodcast.com. And you can call me now. Call me. Blondie. Call me. Anytime. 336-MM-DAILY is the number of Cafe Anyway. That's 336-MM-DAILY. As in Mike Matthews daily The other thing I wanted to mention Was I am so very very tired Of weekend dog walkers I Could not believe yesterday This area uh, Podcastro Valley that I, that I like to go to It's called Ten Hills And people bring their dogs there Take them off leash it's a trail, it's not anywhere near the road, so they're safe. You can walk along. And I always see in the middle of the week, the dogs are never on leash. People have the dogs off leash. And, and I am not, I, I guess this should be a segment of the word of dog. The word of dog. I am not a fan of people putting their dog on a leash in, in in areas where they can be off leash because of the reason like it's it, it, at a dog park for example if you walk into a dog park and have your dog on a leash your dog's gonna get attacked it's just how it is and people go oh I don't like to go to dog parks because my dog gets attacked and then I have vet bills and stuff yeah that's true here's what would help though in my undog psycho therapist no degree for any of it but just from experience, a lot of dog walking experience that I have, if you, a dog on a leash, first off, feels, feels a very strong connection to you. Cause you've got the leash, you've got the dog, you're pulling the leash, you're doing all kinds of, you're doing, you're communicating to the dog through the leash. And the dog being held back or whatever feels this has to protect you mode. You know, just about every dog, when you ring the doorbell, a dog will run up to the door and start to bark or, or bark in some way. And that would be what a dog does. They know to protect. That's what it's in their DNA. So the leash situation does not tell the dog, hey, it's okay to go ahead and go out and smell this other dog and, and, and interact and socialize. It's telling the dog, no, you must stay here and defend me. And the dog is, I have this in my DNA. This is what I love to do. I'm going to defend my human. And that's what happened. That's that, and that's the loop is closed. 
and thus we have aggression and thus the dog will begin to bark and it everything gets out of control and people that on these trails have their dog on a leash oh but mike maybe they, they keep him on a leash because they don't want the dog to wander off and to, to I, I don't have an easy quick explanation or a suggestion to you on how to keep the dog with you if you've never you don't want the dog to run away in, in my obviously in my dog class that I took the dog the dog teacher the instructor said the first thing you need to do is make sure that when you call the dog he comes back to you because anything bad could happen the dog could run off into the street so she had us do these exercises where using treats and she often suggested hey don't because this is a morning class don't feed your dog breakfast come to the class with a bunch of yummy treats and the dog will pay attention to you the dog will forget about any other superfluous action going on around him or her and that's so true that's exactly what happened so i find that people that walk their dog on the weekends don't really know all this stuff yet they're just sort of well i only walk my dog on the weekend so i don't know what he's gonna do and that's exactly what i ran into yesterday everywhere i went on this trail everyone had their dog on a leash and the this the owners were kind of like really loud saying stay away stay away this dog can do anything i don't know what it's gonna do and i'm like all right and basil doesn't care we just walk past so i guess to sum up take a dog class with a bunch of other people don't get a personal trainer that's stupid go with a class with a bunch of dogs it'll get you socialized it'll get the dog socialized get you socialized to your dog being around other dogs and what to expect it was just so helpful i did it for six weeks years ago and i think i've mentioned that my dog basil the boxer still enjoys when we walk past the place where it happened, he always pulls me over to the front door as if, are we going to class again? And this has been like seven, eight years now, and he still wants to go to class. He enjoyed it so much. Probably because I brought so many yummy treats, but just wanted to say that little word of dog part. And now the segment. Wow, shuts, wow. Stop, stop, stop. Back to work. Well, this is very interesting. The search for the missing Malaysian airline flight MH370 has come to an end with passengers' families finally being informed that the effort to find the plane has been suspended. Next of kin were told in an emailed statement that Australian authorities' underwater search of 120,000 square kilometers in the southern Indian Ocean had concluded without success. This according to The Guardian. The search has been going on for more than two years. The MH370 Tripartite Joint Communique, seen by The Guardian, was co-signed by the transport ministers of Malaysia, China, and Australia, representing the three countries involved in the search. It was made public at 2 o'clock Malaysia time. And it disappeared on... The 8th of March 2014 Vanishing from radar shortly after takeoff From Kuala Lumpur 
En route to Beijing, the plane is believed to have crashed in the Indian Ocean, claiming the lives of all 239 crew and passengers aboard. The announcement comes six weeks out from the third anniversary of the plane's disappearance, with the underwater search effort led by the Australian Transport Safety Bureau in the so-called Seventh Arc since October 2014, concluding without success. In December, the ATSB, Australian Transport Safety Bureau, said they had a high degree of confidence that the wreck would not be found in the trench of Indian Ocean originally pinpointed, instead highlighting a new area of approximately 25,000 square kilometers as the area with the highest probability of containing the wreckage in the aircraft. But it has not been found. The other story is Trump. Yes, Trump. And he, in remarks published on Sunday, described NATO as obsolete. Yes, stuff from he, what he said during the campaign. Suggested a deal with Russia that would reduce nuclear arsenals and ease sanctions on Moscow. He also hailed Britain's exit from the EU and backed a speedy trade deal with the UK, but condemned as catastrophic German Chancellor Angela Merkel's decision to open Germany's doors to a flood of refugees. He said, I said a long time ago that NATO had problems. And he told the Times of London and Germany's biggest selling daily called Build. Number one, it was obsolete because it was designed many, many years ago. Number two, the countries aren't paying what they're supposed to pay. I took such heat when I said NATO was obsolete. It's obsolete because it wasn't taking care of terror. I took a lot of heat for two days and then they started saying Trump is right. He added, though, NATO is very important to me. Interesting. His comments caused consternation among Eastern European NATO countries nervous about Moscow following Russia's annexation of Crimea and involvement in the conflict in Ukraine. Well, oh, by the way, after Trump's victory, NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg said the alliance had been a bedrock of transatlantic security for almost 70 years and was especially needed at a time of new challenges. In other remarks, Trump suggested cutting a deal with Russia in which nuclear arsenals would be reduced and sanctions against Moscow would be eased. They have sanctions on Russia. Let's see if we can make some good deals with Russia. I think nuclear weapons should be weighed down and reduced very substantially. That's part of it, he said. But Russia's hurting very badly now because of the sanctions, and I think something can happen that a lot of people are going to benefit. All right, well... Oh, and he also said Brexit is going to end up as a great thing. And he said he backed a trade deal with post-EU Britain, which would be good for both sides. We're going to work very hard to get it done quickly and done properly, he said. And that he will meet British Prime Minister Theresa May soon after his inauguration on January 20th. Yes, my friends, January 20th. That is not even four days away. It's four days away, but the inauguration will be done by nine o'clock this time. By nine o'clock Pacific time, where I am in Podcastro Valleymont, Trump will be president. Trump, it's, it's happening. I don't think people who have grown up in the past eight years 
real, you know, who have been growing up under an Obama presidency, realize the graveness of the situation, the gravity that that this is actually happening, and they're they're up for a rude awakening. I cannot wait to see. I've been alive a long time. I've been through Republican administrations, Democrat administrations. I've seen it. I, I, am, I remember Reagan. I think Donald Trump, sadly, from the tea leaves that I read, is, I think he's going to be around for two terms. He feels like a Reagan to me, and I feel, I feel he might even spawn a George H.W. Bush, a... Uh, I don't know if Pence is going to become president next or one of Trump's kids. But this is what I see. He is so in tuned with that hoi polloi out there. The rabble, rabble, rabble. And he... Standing out here yelling rabble, rabble, rabble isn't going to help anything. Well, apparently it did. And I, I, I don't... I just... I want the millennials to wake up. Because I feel like they, they just... they I think they will catch it, though. I think they'll catch the... I mean, they're the future. The children are the future, as Whitney Houston said. Eons ago. That was my graduation song. That shows you how long <laughs> and how old I am. And if I go roller skating and fall down, I'll die. And that that is all... that They will awaken. Awaken and either they're going to... Like what Trump is doing... And this whole and his whole way of changing everything that we that was working apparently he says it's not. We'll see. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley. I really that's as far as I've read the tea leaves. That's as far as my wisdom goes. But I want you to have a wonderful Tuesday and mentally prepare yourself for the next four, eight, twelve years. We'll see. Next show, it is going to be Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player, and the brewmaster. Oh! Speaking of the disgruntled fiddle player, he's a big Toby Keith fan. Everyone's shocked about Toby Keith performing at the inauguration, and how could he be doing that? It's freaking Toby Keith! The guy... Saying he'll put a boot in your butt It's the American way He got into a tiff with the Dixie Chicks Years ago This is his M.O. I, if anyone's gonna play at the inauguration Of course it's Toby Keith <sighs> You're darn tootin' Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced And performed by Mike Matthews His podcast is super easy to find Download or listen to his show And read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com Email Mike now at Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.